Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. We've got Chris Schubert floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again. College basketball is taking center stage with the tournament. And if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of the updated odds and info. They have great contests you got to check out. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. To get started, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Just how happy? Ask me in a few hours. Because there's a lot of buzz right now about a Tyreek Hill trade in the NFL. And Shuby thinks he's cute, rocking all his gangrene nation stuff. I put the sweatshirt on before any of the news broke, but I did I did tell you in the pre-show meeting that I think you're fine. I think Tyreek Hill's going to end up a Miami Dolphin by the end of the day. So I think you're okay. We're going to have the zoomies in South Florida. Can't wait. I, I hope it happens. Jersey order, hope, I'm pretty sure. I hope it happens, whether it happens to New York or Miami, while we were recording this show. For the content. Would like to and then formally I'm, request Kansas City to get it done. I'm over here conflicted. And am you're I conflicted happy? Either way. Well, no. Am I happy that he leaves Kansas City because he's been a nemesis for the Bills, or do I just do I want this guy in the division? You know, it's uh, I'm waiting for the mystery team. You know, who who's out there? Right. Who, Somebody's going to come out, out of left there? field. Green well, Bay. Apparently, they've been fielding offers <laughs> for the better part of a week, and and these two have right. emerged as the finalists. Mm, all right. You know how this works, though. Somebody's going to come out of left field. Okay, anyway, we got a, we got a mock draft to handle. Is that correct? What's we do. We got a second a half draft. of a mock draft. Our second Sweet 16 of the week here on Draft yeah. Dudes. And uh, I am odds. Joe is evens. If you did not catch the first half of the mock, which took place yesterday, shame on you. And I would kindly encourage you to stop, go listen to that, and then come back in because we're going to pick up where we left off with the Chargers. And I am drafting for the Chargers, and I'm going to make a selection here that I am very excited about. Uh, Joe, the AFC West is known for its what? Quarterbacks? That's that's a good, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Offensive firepower, right? Okay, good yeah. Players. Good players is what they're known for. Good players as well, yes. Uh, but specifically in the offensive side of the ball, I think there's a lot of offensive firepower for uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs. They may have less by the end of the day. Uh, and also the Denver Broncos. The Chargers put their best foot forward. They traded for Khalil Mack already this offseason. I'm going to give them Devontae Wyatt, the three technique from the University of Georgia to step in and serve as the interior penetration type player to go along with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. And to that, I say uh, these opposing quarterbacks in the AFC West, you guys are going to have to earn your money when you play the Chargers because that's going to be a total headache from a pass rush perspective to deal with. 
All right, I've got the New Orleans Saints here at number 18. I'm a little conflicted because I'm thinking about a quarterback. I'm thinking about it. You know, they just signed Jameis Winston for a couple of seasons. But I'm thinking a lot more about a wide receiver because I feel like you got to give Jameis a chance. And right now with, you know, Michael Thomas coming back and probably having some rust, not really having a whole lot else at receiver, seems like a good opportunity to get that guy as opposed to your developmental option behind Jameis. You can you can deal with that down the road. Let's go ahead and get them a wide receiver. And that receiver's name is Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. You need that guy. You need that vertical guy to go with Jameis who likes to launch the ball down the field. You've got your possession guy. You have your chain mover in Michael Thomas. Give him a speed factor and a good route runner, big-time hands and ball skills down the field. Chris Olave will help that passing game. Okay, which brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, Joe, we we joked yesterday, would you like to take the corner, the wide receiver, the interior offensive line, right? And we ended up drafting Andrew Booth and Garrett Wilson with their two picks at 15 and 16. I'm going to finish the deal. I'm going to give them an interior offensive lineman, but maybe not the one you might be expecting. Mm. Uh, I'm going to draft Zion Johnson the Good offensive pick. lineman from Boston College. The thought process here is you drafted Landerson, Landon Dickerson last year in the second round to potentially be a center, but right now he's playing guard because Jason Kelsey's here. Well, what do we know about Zion Johnson as well? He could play center. So now you've got two guard center flex guys that you could pick one and commit to. He's going to be the center and the other guy's going to be the left guard. After this year, when you make the transition away from Jason Kelsey. And in the meantime, I don't see any reason why Zion Johnson couldn't replace Isaac Siamalo at the right guard position. I do think that is an upgrade. Siamalo is a fine player, but I think Zion Johnson can get on the field right away. And for that reason, we're picking him at a 19 and potentially sniping the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, this is an interesting spot for yeah. Pittsburgh here at, at 20. <laughs> um, we're not forcing a quarterback. Um, I can see corner. I mean, they have Cam Sutton and they just signed Levi Wallace. And I don't think that takes them out of that conversation. They have Arthur Marley in the slot. Safety, man. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is a free agent. He's also not that good. They have Minka, but don't they need a guy next to him? Man, this is tough. I don't like how this board comes together for their needs. I mean, can I go with a receiver? Kind of a disaster scenario for them. Anybody want to trade up? (laughs) Let's come get a quarterback. Yeah, you know, I might have, if not for what happened yesterday, at number five. You act like we didn't get two trades done during the combine mock. You act like I didn't instigate two trades. Now I have to hear about being a coward about trades because I didn't want to move up in the top ten for a bad player. Can we get it? Wow, bad player, he said. Well, not not worthy to move up the board for a player. Man, this is tough, Kyle. Damn. It would have been Zion Johnson? No, because I feel like they've done enough for their yeah. offensive line where they can focus elsewhere. Yeah, they. I mean, they have. They signed Mason Cole. Uh, they signed James Daniels. They re-signed Chooks Okorafor. They have Kendrick Green and Dan Moore. Should that stop how you many, from drafting? How many... A- how many- how many of those players is Zion Johnson better than? A lot of them. But it's like at some point you have to look at the opportunity cost where if you feel like you've checked enough boxes on the O-line, you can help your football team in another area. 
you can't move. And I'm really, and I'm really tempted. Back. I'm really tempted to go with a, with a safety right here, Kyle. I really am. I think you should. You want to get real weird? Just a question: let's Which get, one? Which one? Ready for this? No, let's let's. I'm going to get so much crap for this. We're going with Lewis Sign, the safety yes, from Georgia. It's a good pick. It is a good pick. I hope Pittsburgh Steelers fans will understand that this is a good pick, and it fits their prototype. They like big-time athletes from big-time programs, right? That's the Pittsburgh Steelers, a lot of what they've done in terms of their draft history. So that checks that box. They're not afraid to invest high picks on safeties. Let's be honest. They picked Edmonds in the first round. They traded a first-round pick for Fitzpatrick. So don't sit here and tell me that Kelvin Colbert's not above picking this player. But this is a hammer downhill, right? A guy that can really trigger and fit the run downhill. And he's got a lot of speed and range and coverage. And I think he's got some ball skills, too. I think he's a really good player. Um, I, I, I don't know where he is on my board. I think he's probably in the top 40 players. So I think this is um, a player that fits their prototype. It fits their division because you want to be able to fit the run uh, as well from with, with your safeties. And he can do that. It allows you to free up Minko a little bit more. Let's go with a little curveball here and Lewis sign to the Steelers. Uh, New England Patriots at 21. We're also going to get a curveball thrown here a little bit. It's a corner, but probably not the corner you might expect if I told you Trent McDuffie was still on the board because I'm not drafting Trent McDuffie. Ooh. I'm instead going to draft Kair Elam from the really? University of Florida. You think about the height, weight, speed, the length, the potential impress. I think Elam really helped himself with his athletic testing at the Combine. And... Um, New England certainly needs the help after J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore have departed within the last year. So they need more at the corner position. We know about how much of their identity of a defense is, is dictated on the back end and what they're able to do. So I think Elam and his ability in press man coverage uh, is the most sensible fit here and now. I would admit before the combine and we saw kind of Trent McDuffie uh, with his measurements and the wingspan and the length, that's just the thing that you know, if we're doing this predictively, it didn't change my grade on Trent McDuffie, but predictively, teams are usually pretty apprehensive about those short-arm corners like that going this early in the draft. Uh, can I say something about short-arm corners that I think is real, real, real relevant? Sure. Because there's a lot of these corners this year, and maybe this is an entire podcast that we should do at some point. Yes. Yeah, so but there's a lot of corners this year. Well, let me get there. A lot of the corners this year – they're missing length, right? That's that's yep. they're missing it, right? The arm length for every all pro cornerback since 2010, all but three of them had greater than 31 and a half inch arms. All but three. All but three See, all I pro corners since 2010 had over 31 and a half inch arms. Your three exceptions, Xavier Howard, Stefan Gilmore, and Jonathan Joseph. End of list. And they have 31, was, 31 and a quarter, and 31. I was expecting you to poo-poo this. I was expecting you to kind of like – No, it matters. Zag, and, in, and instead you zigged, like in a very big way. And not to yeah. turn this into a, a Trent McDuffie uh, discussion right now, but you know, you think about Roger McCreary, who came in 28s or whatever, and, and McDuffie <laughs> was 29 and three quarters. Like there's going to be teams that automatically just associate you have to play in the nickel now. Like that's a that's going to be a thing for it for them for some teams, not all teams, but I especially think about New England and, and where they drafted Joan Williams because he had thirty two and a halfs or whatever in the top one hundred picks. So that was why I did not go with Trent McDuffie here. I and wonder if the better discussion. 
I wonder if the better way for me to phrase all that was that there's never been a cornerback that's been an all pro since 2010 that has less than 31 inch arms. Yes. Like, cause that's also a true statement based on this data. So like you can poo poo on it if all you want, but arm length matters for corners. I got the green Bay Packers here at pick 22. And I say, I got the green Bay Packers, not Brian Gudenkins. That means I can draft a wide receiver and we're going to do that. Drake London receiver from USC is going to be the pick here. Fits their mold, and they need a volume guy, right? They need a guy that they can target 120, 130, 140 times this year. And that might be a lot to ask out of Drake London as a rookie, but he was getting like 15 to 20 targets a game last year for USC, and this Packers offense needs a player that they can they can really funnel this passing game through. And Drake London, to me, is the guy remaining on the board that gives them the best chance to do that. Okay, so I have the Arizona Cardinals at 23. And as I am assessing the needs of this squad, you know, they did sign Jeff Gladney. I still think there's room to, to add another corner. Um, we could certainly use another pass rusher with Chandler Jones's departure. I don't think wide receivers outside the realm of possibility with AJ Green as an expiring contract. And you have DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk left for the bag, bag season. You could take a linebacker. So as I kind of <laughs> Chris, <laughs> he didn't even float in. Good. He just came. He stayed from the distance there. And, right. He dropped that. That's my conscience. Right. You see, uh, Emperor's. <laughs> I'll be honest. Group. I'm afraid of Vontel tweeting at me later. That's really why I did it that way. <laughs> did uh, Joe? Have you seen the Emperor's New Groove? Uh, yeah, not in 30 years, but I know a few parts. You know who Kronk is? Kronk, like the the meathead minion. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the shoulder. Uh, angel and the shoulder devil that come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the shoulder yeah. devil's trying to talk shit or whatever, and the shoulder angel's yeah. like, no, no, he's got a point. That was me with Chris. Chris was the shoulder angel being like, no, no, he's got a point. <laughs> that was good. Good analogy. I am going to draft Jahan Dotson, wide Woo! receiver from Penn State. Christian Kirk's departure. AJ Green's departure. We need firepower. This is the identity of this team. So let's go ahead and let's lean into it. Let's really embrace who we are as an organization. We're an offensive-minded group. We run a shit ton of 10 personnel. Chris, go ahead and slap the E on this, this podcast since I've yeah, dropped two, two of in these the last now. minute. Yeah. And um, I, I like this fit a lot. A complimentary skill set to DeAndre Hopkins, Jahan Dotson, 23, Cardinals. Dallas Cowboys here at 24. Um to me, it's just a matter of which edge rusher I'm going to pick for them. And and there's two that I like in George mm. Karloftis and and, um, and Boye Mafe from Minnesota. Did you see Mafe? Mafe went 19 in DJ's mock this week. He's a freak, man. He jumped 41 and a half in the vert today, I'm pretty sure. It's pro day. You want to do it? Yep. I, I, part of me feels like George is the fit, but... Go with the upside player. Let's go Boye Mafe, Edge. Oh, you monster. He's the pick here. Um, they need Edge, man. They 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 lost Randy Gregory, and they did not mean to lose <laughs> Randy Gregory. Uh, and right. so they need a guy to yeah. go with with uh, with Demarcus Lawrence. Mafe has got an unbelievable ceiling. I think he's super slippery around the edge. Big time ceiling here with Boye Mafe. 
Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Joseph, your bills are on the clock. Yep. Can you point me in any direction that you... Chris, can I see the board? Can you put the board up for us? You you can absolutely see the board. Let me let me pull up the board here for you. And then while while you're here, I I, I did find this for you while I was doing some searches on the internet. Is this what you were looking for? I, I thought maybe oh, oh, the oh, copyright sure. infringement. Yeah. You have permission. No, I to can use show that, I can show an image. I can show an image. It's it's, okay. it's good stuff. There you go. All right. There's the board. Just realized Kronk and I now have the same haircut. So that take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Kyle, pick an interior offensive lineman or a corner, please. God. An or Brees Hall. Offensive Brees Hall would really elevate the offense, court. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, how about... Mm. See, I don't want to do Trent McDuffie now because we just got done having this conversation yeah, about... Complicates it. Complicates court. it a lot. Yes. Um, how about Kenyon Green? How about him? Offensive, offensive lineman from Texas A&M. Uh, whether or not he's going to play guard on the right side, whether or not I know he, he believe he worked out at his pro day yesterday at right tackle, and he played left tackle for the Aggies. I don't think he's a tackle at the next level, but I think his movement skills can uh, be better amplified inside. I know he's not a stereo; he's more a little bit more of a, a powerful guy. Um, but I certainly think he's fluid enough and he, he certainly got by playing offensive tackle. So he has the functional athleticism to play inside a guard. I think it's a, a high floor player for uh, the bills on their offensive line as they continue to overhaul and, and kind of look to really overhaul that running game. Joe Marino approved pick. Good. All right. We got the Tennessee Titans here. 26. Man, they thank God they traded for Robert Woods, right? <laughs> That receiver yeah. core was looking pretty rough. Man. They brought back Ben Jones. I don't like the O-line value here, dude. Like, Linderbaum's still there, but... Okay. Okay. We got a pick here. We're going to go with a big-time swing. Going Tyler Smith, offensive lineman from Tulsa. Ooh. It's a good fit a for mauler. them. It is a good fit for them. And if they want to keep him at right at tackle, they can do that. Move him to the right side. If they want to play him at guard, they can do that where they have, you know, they lost, they, they cut Roger Saffold. Um, and, you know, obviously they've had a couple of situations there. You like to think that uh, 
Dylan Radunes can fill one of their starting spots, but they're probably going to have three new starters potentially in that offensive line, and I'm not sure they've identified who those players are. Tyler Smith gives them a guy that has upside at tackle and guard, big-time run blocker. He's super athletic. He's only 20 years old, and I think he's going to go in the first round, and I think Tennessee's a pretty logical destination. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as I survey what's available, I can't help but notice they've managed to bring back a lot of the key pieces. The secondary's fortified. They got Chris Godwin back. Uh, they traded for Shaq Mason uh, to help mitigate the, the retirement of Ali Marpet. Ryan Jensen's back. The defensive line, and then a William Golston, I believe, signed yesterday. That news came out. So, like, they, they got some reinforcements there. I'm going to take an edge rusher in George Karloftis uh, with Jason mm. Pierre Paul still as an expiring contract. And I'm going to put him into that front seven to go along with Vita Vea and um, Shaq Barrett as their two primary presences in, in the pass rush front. And I kind of like that fit as a guy who can put his hand in the dirt or rush, power rusher. Um, yeah, best player available for some and a good value here at 27. Let me just tell you, I was fully prepared to draft George Karloftis for the Packers. It was one of those situations where I was like, all right, Kyle, get through this pick so I could pick George Karloftis, and I didn't feel like I had to have another option in the back. Brother, I do. I need to come up with another option. You can thank the Bucs because their their personnel moves dictated this pick quite a bit. I still have Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon. Uh, You did it, though. You did it. You you did the thing. All right, I got to pivot. We got to move on. This is the real world. All right, so I feel like maybe I'm going to take some heat for this. That's okay. I've opened myself up a few times here on this podcast. This isn't an overreaction to losing out on Karloftis because I think this is a better prospect. We're going to go with edge rusher David Ajabo from Michigan. I think he's a better prospect than Karloftis. The thing is, he just got hurt, right? That's that's the challenge there. So there's there's going to be a real benefit to when he comes back, but when that is, is the big question. But I think he's got a really, really high ceiling based on the pass rush acumen that we saw from him at Michigan and keeping in mind that that was really his only season, right? Like he's played football for five years and shown what he displayed last year. That makes me really excited about him. So it's going to be probably a red shirt year, but he's going to really give you an option here at edge rusher to add to your mix with Preston Smith and, and Rashawn Gary. So does Kansas City have this pick, or does does the Dolphins ah. have this pick? Let's see. Pick Check the timeline. No, nope, it is still your pick as of this moment, Kyle. No. The Dolphins still okay. have this selection. Making sure we didn't miss anything while we're sitting here having the time of our lives on this mock. Uh, with that in mind, uh, the wide receiver board didn't really fall the way that I would have liked it to, so I'm going to draft a scheme-specific starter at the center position, Tyler Linderbaum, Iowa. If you think about – as big of a struggle as the offensive line was, if you can go from right guard over and have Robert Hunt, Tyler Linderbaum, Connor Williams, and Teron Armstead, that's about as good of a job as you could have possibly hoped to overhaul your offensive line unit for a new system this year under Coach Mike McDaniel, that Shanahan system going in. That makes the Linderbaum pick make plenty of sense, and then you've got some youngsters to kind of battle it out at right tackle, maybe get a vet to come in and serve as the in-case-of-emergency break class option there. 
So I got the Chiefs here at 30. Do we still have Tyree Kill? or? Uh... <laughs> uh, as of this moment in time, I would assume you do because I just picked 30 seconds uh, ago. Yeah. This is a tough pick, man. Wait, what, what's Here's this? the deal. What's this? What, what do you got? What do you this got? This is from Ian Rappaport. Oh. The Chiefs want a first-round pick and more from yeah, they're going to get. Yeah, no shit, Ian. Yeah. I know Charles Robinson uh, yeah, we're just said waiting. they wanted two ones. I know they wanted two ones, and that that's what I thought that Ian was responding to, and I was like, oh, this is going to get really weird if he's confirming that it's two ones. Anymore. I will tell you, the, the the phrase that is being thrown around right now is that the Dolphins, and I'm, don't mean to derail us here because we're up against it, but that the Dolphins and the Jets have similar packages out there, and I don't know what that could possibly mean when the Jets pick 4-10 right. and 10 and the Dolphins pick where they do. I don't know what that means, but we will see. Also, I... I this was not a sourced thing. It's not a rumor. But somebody threw out the idea of maybe Makai Becton is in this trade. And now the galaxy brain here of what Joe Douglas could be up to is 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 got me in all sorts of – it's got me in my feelings. Kyle, Austin I just want to let you know I have uh, – If you're interested. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ship them all off. Uh, I have an obligation tonight at 6.30 p.m. I'll be tied up. So if this comes down and we have to have an emergency phone call, I'm, I'm going to be tied up after 6.30. Um, I'll be calling Chris then. <laughs> Listen, I just want right, to let you know I'm going to be available for you. All right, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. We're going to pick a corner here. Trent McDuffie, the slide stops here. Uh, they lost Mike Hughes, which turned out to be a pretty meaningful piece for them last year. And, and McDuffie, I think he can play in man. He can play in zone. He tackles. He's got ball skills. He can be a, a real option for them in the secondary in this division that has all this offensive firepower. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals on the clock, and they've also done a great job of overhauling. There's no offensive lineman worth this pick, is there? No, there's not. <laughs> um, man, and I, I kind of McDuffie would have been a good pick too because he, I, they're he really going to roll with Eli Apple again. You know, like I guess I'm going to sit here and pick a corner. Let me let me go Kyler Gordon out of Washington. I know he didn't run as well as everybody thought that he might, but he's still a really good player. And I do think that corner position is one that, that they could use the reinforcements now that they've kind of bulked up the uh, offensive line. So give me Kyler Gordon out of Washington to Cincinnati at 31. All right, the uh, Lions pick 32. They've been needing some safety help. I'm going to give it to him here in Daxton Hill out of Michigan. I'm not picking him for – Detroit because he's from Michigan. Daxon Hill's a top 15 player on my personal board, a versatile defensive back can play in the slot, can play like deep alignments, split zones. He's a physical downhill player, super explosive athlete. Daxon Hill would be a major upgrade in that secondary. That is going to do it for the draft dudes mock for the month of March. Snuck it in before the latest blockbuster. Chris, I'm glad you also snuck out part three of the uh, TDN combine mock yesterday before this latest blockbuster comes and just absolutely yeah. blows it to Destroys smithereens. the whole thing because so, it's already been destroyed, but we got it out. All work. three parts yep, are up. Yep. We got it out. So bless that. Uh, Kyle Krabs, Joe Reno, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for checking out Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a good one. Buckle in. It's going to be a weird afternoon. Talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.